Hello, and welcome to the Team Indigo podcast. This is our second session of the Time Watch RPG designed by Kevin Culp and due to be published by Pelgrane Press in the foreseeable future. For this adventure, we introduced our own characters to Team Indigo, and, again as a group, we tried out the rules supplied as part of the recent and awesomely successful Kickstarter. Please note that this was our first proper adventure and we are all still getting used to the system. Our party consisted of Robert Ruffin, that's me, as 80s hacker Kevin Ryback, James Baldock as Daria, a Persian thief from 9 BCE, and Michael Matika as Danny Smith, a 1950s private detective. Our GM for this adventure was Jay Campbell. This mission was codenamed Catch Me If You Can. This recording is the second part of that mission. After listening, we would love to hear your comments and suggestions. Thank you. And you find yourself back. Did you ever, anybody else notice how the Autocron is really cold when you time travel? I wonder why that is. Hmm. What do we see? You're finding yourself in uh, frozen over marshes. Um, <laughs> there is uh, some, a burnt out village not far from you where you can see there is a, a Christian church, very, um, it's been burnt out, the cross has been pulled from the roof, there would appear to be a stench of, of dead bodies coming from it. Sheesh, I hope we're not too late. Let's, let, let's go and investigate. All right, what are you doing about your costumes? <coughs> uh, You're not that far different from what people were wearing in the, the days, just a bit better made than, because uh, you now have you have leggings on, and obviously, rather than uh, any other form of. Uh... Uh, give, give it a travelled look. Okay, not a problem. I didn't Has... do too good last time, so I'd like to give it another attempt to dial that into uh, a better look. Okay, historically, you can see what uh, the Anglo-Saxons. I'm assuming Anglo-Saxons rather than Viking. Uh, well, yeah, I'm going to change my hair back to... What are what are Vikings? You mean raiders? The Norse. <laughs> well, you know them as Vikings. They just didn't know them in the, the alternative type line as Vikings. So shall I roll my disguise and see if I can get it dialed in a little better? So which one are you going for? Uh, Anglo-Saxon or are you going for uh, the Norse look? They're two very distinct differences in look. I, I can't go for a neutral? Oh, yes, you can go for, as I said, what you're wearing at the moment is relatively neutral. It's uh, oh, leggings okay. and a top that's uh, fairly well-traveled, so it doesn't stand out um, too badly. Yeah, that would do me. Can I, can I just mention that before before we even started this session, I was going to say that my character's uh, uh, hacker name was uh, Loki, uh, L L O K one. I think I saw. I think I saw that somewhere in one of the emails. 
Yeah. Is your last name you think L-E-E-P? that's bad? Wait till you meet uh, Val the, uh, the, the imploder. There's <laughs> plan for a later adventure. <laughs> Vladium. Imploder. <laughs> right, folks. As you wander through the marshes, uh, the mud is getting everywhere. It's fairly deep, but you find yourself moving on to sort of solid land and uh, cultivated land that's been, for the most part, burnt down. There are, all the, the village uh, houses themselves have been, for the most part, burnt. And uh, where you're standing, you can see inside the church, somebody has uh, killed and, let's be honest here, raped and pillaged uh, inside the church and then burnt uh, down. The bodies are still lying. The fire obviously didn't take very well in this damp climate. Mm. Um so there, therefore, the, the the flames didn't necessarily destroy all the bodies, but it's this would appear to be a, a raid fairly recently, and looking at the the evidence around you, the hacking, uh, this would appear to be a Viking raid on this uh, an Anglo-Saxon settlement. This is worse than a dime store novel. <laughs> right at this point, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a stitch for that. Right? So you're giving that to uh, Danny, are you? Yeah. Danny, you're back up at three, mate. Thank you. Right, have they actually taken notice of us yet? There's nobody alive. The whole village has been decimated. Uh, No, I I, I just missed a beat then. Uh, Right. Roll and notice, anybody. Yep, notice. Nope. Uh... Anyone I'll, succeed? I'll spend, no. I'll spend a point in notice yeah. to automatically succeed. That's fine. Oh. Right, what you, Daria, <sighs> sees is in the marshes, there is a young girl cowering behind, uh, sort of half in and half out of the water. She's obviously terrified. She would oh. appear to have spent at least a day there hiding out. She's about, oh, 11, 12. Right, I want to go, I'm, I'm going to go up to her. She's terrified, absolutely petrified. As you get close to her, she's she's sort of tries to sort of get underneath Shh. the mud if she can and sort of. Shh, it's okay. It's okay. I'm a friend. And. Okay, your tether translates that into Anglo-Saxon, and she looks at you. As soon as she hears the Anglo-Saxon, she then sort of puts her head up. They, I think they've gone. I think they've gone. Uh, they were led by the, uh, a war chief. I heard them talking. He was led by a war chief. They're searching for the for the king. Which which king is it, which king are they searching for? The king of Wessex, Alfred. The they're out to try and catch him. Be- I, 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 apparently, he's. St- they still haven't managed to find him. The king is still alive. Hmm. Do you know where the king is? Ask, ask her where the king is. Where's the king? He's through the marshes. He's in the safe spot. He's gathering his war troops together. Uh... Right. I uh, can take you there. I've been there. Yeah, t- take us there, yeah. I can take you there, but I, I was scared to go on my own in case... Look, we'll, look, we'll take care of you. We'll take care of you. You're okay. You're safe with us. What she points out, she says, she says, there is a safe path. In the winter, we lay down the big stones on the top of the ice. 
And then when the, the, the frost goes, the stones sink into the marsh and they form a safe path under the water that we can cross. Is that historically accurate, or did you make that up? No, that is historically accurate. That is brilliant. Another stitch for GM. <laughs> that is so cool. Well, he didn't invent it. They used to get, as I said, they used to get big stones, <laughs> put them on the ice, just for the research, and then they balance where they were. Good and then, research. as I said, ice would crack, would melt, and the stones would fall down under the water <clears throat> and form a footpath. Jay, when you play, you're going to start with ten stitches. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think I'm allowed. Right, so she starts taking across. You notice, as I said, she is actually walking about six inches below the water level, but she's she's not sinking into the marshes. The marshes themselves are uh, there's nothing obvious danger you can see, but the marsh at certain parts is very very deep, and she takes you through the the bubbling marsh uh, towards another. After about an hour of walking, you start seeing that there's a small village ahead in the trees. Can we see? Can we see? Oh, sorry about that. Can we see who's in the village? There are would appear to be uh, sort of camp followers, and in the centre there would appear to be about seventeen Anglo-Saxon warriors, one of whom uh, is wearing uh, a gold uh, bracelet and a gold chain round his neck. But that is the only difference between him and the others. They all look very weary and very distraught. As you come closer, the uh, the warriors grab their weapons and rush towards you and ask who you are and what you're doing here. They're very weary of Kevin because of his blue eyes. Oh, whoops. I hadn't thought of that. Minor Hazel, no matter what they were before. <laughs> I never, I never, I never, I never chose uh, Eichel, unfortunately. But now, now they are Hazel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your hair is dark, so that that doesn't bother them. But you may be a half breed, and they are a bit concerned about you as you come forward. Yeah, dark and gray. I'm 43, prematurely gray. Are you bearded or unbearded? Unbearded. Mm. I know. Unusual that. Yeah. Are you I a know. priest? Are you a monk? You wear strange clothes, monk. For one who uh, doesn't wear any uh, hair on the front of his face, but nor do you have uh, the mark on the top of your head either. Betty, what's the safe answer that won't get me killed? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, you could say that you have studied with the monks, but you yourself are not a monk. I am not a monk. I have spent some time with them, however. Oh, you are welcome indeed, uh, fellow traveller. Have you come to be be beside your king? Yes. (laughs) We saw this girl and and, uh, brought her to safety. You're welcomed into the camp. Um, you're brought before uh, the king, who uh, you assume is King Alfred, uh, King of Wessex. Uh, he looks extremely weary. Uh, he looks as if he's, he's suffered many major defeats in, in recent days. 
and seems to be hiding out in the middle of the marsh. Buddy, what would be the appropriate obeisance? Um, your liege. Uh, knee, bow, what? Um, it would probably be appropriate to bow. Go down on one knee and bow your head down and call him your liege. I will do that. My liege. What are the others doing? Uh, uh, just doing what he do, uh, doing, doing as he does, because he seems to know what he's doing. <laughs> okay. What is uh? I will, I will curtsy. In, in, I will curtsy. Right, that's fine. Um, he looks at you and says, uh, "Have you come to join the army? Are you here to fight the invaders?" Uh, we are here to help in whatever way we can. Then you are most welcome here with, with us. We have not much uh, at hand, very little food, but <coughs> what we have we will share with you. Um, we hope to try and raise uh, uh, an army to fight back against uh, King Guthrun and, his, uh, and the, the Viking horde that is uh, invading our land. Mm-hmm. So that's not, that's not what's supposed to happen. So I, sub, I, sub, whisper, sub, I whisper. Yes, sub uh, yeah, sub vocalize. So to set things straight, actually it is because if you actually look at your history, you'll find that um, King Alfred was uh, spent a period of, of where he's defeated, but sometime round about May he managed to raise an army. Oh, all that, right, yeah. But so this is the, this is before. He defeats Guthrum, right? This is before he defeats Guthrum. Guthrum, and according to your timeline, he then uh, converts Guthrum to being Christianity, uh, becomes his godfather, and as a result, they're able to bring peace eventually to England. So our timeline, he and Guthrum make up and are friends. but Not, not, not friends. He, well, yeah. He, he defeats Guthrum in a major battle. Defeats him, and, converts him. And converts him to Christianity, and then basically works with him to uh, ensure that Britain becomes Britain at that point. But in the alternate timeline, Guthrum gets the axe. Guthrum dies in some way in the marshes before the battle. Uh, you don't know what happened to Alfred. You'd have to... That part of it didn't make big history unless you were to go sort of slightly forward in time. Right, right. So, guys, we got to make sure Guthrum doesn't die without making it look like we're trying to save him and piss off the guys that we're with right now. Yeah, but he dies before the battle. Simple. Before the battle. Yeah. That's what, you, that's what happened in this current timeline you're in. He dies sometime in the marshes, any time in the mm-hmm. next couple of days or weeks. My liege. We have some uh, experience in um, spying on enemies. That's that's our. Uh, so, if you have any knowledge of where we might be able to find Guthrum or his troops, perhaps we could scout them for you. You wouldn't have to travel very far. His troops are everywhere. We have been reduced to what you see before you. Such small numbers. Um, 
we hope that others will come and join us eventually. But at the moment, um, this is it. This is, this is a re- all that holds Christianity in this land. The priests are, are being burdened. I wait a, a massive from the, the Pope. So he will hopefully allow the, uh, the churches to help fund, uh, to pay for the, the, the soldiers to come to give land. That is my worry at the moment, is that the, at the moment the church owns more land than I can give to the warriors to, to inspire them to mm-hmm. fight with me. Yeah, I can see that. But I, I, we have sent, I believe some of my priests have written to the Pope and I wait to see what results, whether he will stand by me or whether he will stand by the, the wealth of the church. Well, can you point us towards uh, where the king might might be uh, encamped? Um, he sort of visually sort of points. He's been he's been taking war parties into the marshes, searching for us, uh, and he points sort of east and says, "Last report we had was that way." And you've just come from the village where he and his uh, soldiers sacked. <laughs> so. I- Anywhere within the marshes, you're more likely to come across him than anything else. Uh, thank you, my leash. Uh, may we have your leave to um, plan attack? I would rather your arms for the battle, but if, if that is your will, I, I cannot stop you. You are free men of England, of Wessex. And I will. all I can hope is that when the cry comes out for... Uh, to protect this land, that you will make your way to join my army. We will do all we can, my leash. Then you have my blessing. Take the child with you. She knows the the marshes. She knows the footpaths and and ways, as do all the locals around here. She will be of value to you, I think. My thanks. And he wanders off into a, uh, a hut nearby. and You can see he's very weary and some of the soldiers are saying, this isn't going to happen. We're, there's so few of us now. We're defeated. This is it. Yeah. There's a slight smell of burning coming from one of the huts. Somebody's burnt the buns. Mm. What's, what's your name, girl? Uh, I am uh, Isad. Is she injured? Out no. Of character? She's no, not injured. she's just... Okay. Very hungry and uh, very cold and wet. Oh, uh, see if I can find a um, an extra shirt, maybe a l- extra large shirt to put on her. If That's there's any, I'm sure there's something spare with all the massacred yeah. bodies everywhere. That's not a problem. You're able to find a shirt without any major problem. A, a, a jerkin of some sort that goes over. She wears it as a, a dress. She grabs some uh, little bit of uh, twine which she binds together to make a a belt that she ties around her waist to pull it in. Well, I haven't eaten in a little while. You guys want to get something to eat and talk about what we're going to do? There's a type of stew cooking on the the fire. Uh, Mostly rabbits and uh, root vegetables. Uh, A bit of nettle thrown in there as well for, for taste. It's pretty watery, but it's all they've got to eat. But they're willing to share it with you. They're not too keen on the girl getting some, but that's just because there isn't enough to go around. Better the child dies than uh, 
stops the warriors from having their food sort of idea. I'll take my portion yeah. and I'll sneak her about a third of it. That's fine. She's very, very grateful and she eats it with, in a matter of seconds, slurping it with her fingers, using her fingers as a spoon. Uh, so, yeah, going to have a chat then. You're able to wander off to the edge of the uh, the village while still on the dry land without anyone actually sort of paying much attention to you and you can sort of talk quite openly together there. The girl follows you, but obviously if you're not speaking in Anglo-Saxon, she won't necessarily be able to follow a word. Her name was I-S-S-A-T, is that, is that what you said? Asa. Oh, Asa. A-S-S-A? That's it. Asa, we are squad. Uh, not squad. What's, what will be the term? Um, band? Our, um, our band. Our ah, band. Jarl. Yes, we have uh, our own code words that we speak in, so don't worry about it. It's just we're planning on how we can help to uh, fight the upcoming battle. She just laughs at you and says, here and now, go from one village to the next, and they, they don't speak the same language anymore. It is a long time. The, the Norse, the, the Vikings are are destroying our languages. Mm. So, uh, we need to keep Guthrum alive, guys. Uh, and I'm not speaking in common. I know I'm Anglo-Saxon anymore. Um, well, I guess I can't help it, can I? What, what can I, how can I, um, can I have my tether? Your tether only translates if you tell it to translate, or if it thinks it needs to translate. Mm. So you can speak English without any problem, okay. or any other language that you're familiar with. Yeah. All right, so I, I just don't want her to understand us, but I don't want to stand around not opening my mouth and nodding and looking really weird and, no, that's and fine. mystical. Like we don't need to be burned for being witches. Well, it's only the church that did that. I think you might find that uh, the warriors have a slightly more um, open encouragement when it comes to supernatural support and help. Kevin, Dariah, we need to keep uh, Guthrum from dying here to get history back on its course. Yeah. Now, um, I'm not really sure how to do that unless we're working with him, but... He sacked that village, and I'm not too keen on that. In fact, if this turns out to be that kid, I really don't know what I'm going to do, to be honest. I don't uh, want history to change, but, you know, this guy shouldn't be around if he's uh, <clears throat> doing what he did to that village. I cracked my knuckles. What's everybody else thinking at this point? You know, if it is him, uh, then something else is uh, something else is changing uh, the timeline because you know it, he he's not supposed to die here. No. Yeah, but and remember it, the, the kid was into death metal and he was into Vikings and all that. Hey, yeah. he took on the name Guthrum. It seems to me like maybe this kid just has, you know, delusions of grandeur or something and went back in time and made himself king. Um, now, I don't know. What do you think? Well, actually, Jay, I've actually been doing some Googling 
uh-huh. while we've been playing. Now it does it does actually stay state in on Wikipedia because I've been referencing that a bit, a little, well, a little bit. And I'm gonna let's see if I can bring up the bit I was to, I wanted to talk about because appar- apparently he was there. I mean, what what year what what year are we in now? You are currently in 878. Right. That's where you went back to. Yeah. Well, I've go. I've actually go 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 for him, and it actually says he doesn't die for yet another two years. On your timeline. On my on our, on our timeline. After the battle, when he's defeated, and after he is converted to Christianity. Yeah. Because this is because this is the time when the conversion to Christianity happens. This is according, according, according to Google. This is the year. That's is correct. After a great battle. Yeah. Battle of uh, is it Eddington? De- uh, I uh, yeah. Don't battle know. Of I can't. I, well, I'm, I, battle of Eddington, eight seventy-eight. Hang on a minute. May I believe if I'm correct? Uh, I'll look up the the actual stage for the battle. May uh, between six and twelfth May, AD eight hundred and seventy-eight. And you're currently in February of that same year. But in this timeline, this is the month that Guthrum dies. Yeah. The battle then never takes place. Beyond that, there is no further re- history that you've read so far that tells you what happened to Alfred. Of course, if you jump forward slightly, you might have a better chance. Yeah. Well, I've not, uh, it's okay, I'm just reading. I'm just reading up quickly on uh, Google. Uh, on Google. Well, sorry, on Wikipedia. What is Danny doing at this point? I'm, uh... Let's see. Checking with my tether, maybe? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How about, um... Location here? Um, taking, um... Geographical, uh... Location into account. Any idea where, uh where this battle is in relation to where we are now? How close? Um, it's not that far away. It's within a matter of about 30 or 40 miles from where you are at the moment. You aren't very far away from it at all. But as I said, the battle is not due to happen for mm-hmm. another three months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's him getting uh, shanked in the marshes we need to stop. Well, nobody knows how Guthrum actually died. All we know is he died in the marches. Yeah, but... So... Can I make a suggestion here that might help move things along slightly? Sure. If one of you were to travel forward, say, 20 or 30 years, you might be able to find out what actually happened to Alfred. Yeah, go on, I'll do that. Right. Do you want to do a, a chrono stability check for me, uh, please? Uh, I'm gonna, 
Well, I'm feeling I'm feeling okay. Okay. Whoa, I failed. What a shocker. What have you got? Well, right, you take two points of chronal stability uh, damage. Yep. Right, I'll find, out what, I'll find out more information specific to the actual battle. Okay. So you jump forward in, in time, how far? Um. Actually, I'll make it 20 years, but even after 20 years, it, sh it should still be fresh. It is. It's, you go... What you're finding is, 20 years forward, uh, England, or the, the land of Wessex, is relatively at peace. The Norse and the Saxons seem to have uh, managed to settle down fairly comfortably with each other for the most part. Admittedly, the Anglo-Saxons are the underclass. Uh, but for the most part, there is intermarriage going on. Um, if you talk to any of the Anglo-Saxons, they will tell you about... Uh, the last king of England, about Alfred. Yeah. Though he's sometimes re referred to as uh, Alfred the Pretender. Ah. Uh, um, I'll also ask about King Guthrum as well. Oh, Guthrum, Guthrum, there's not a lot different from what you already know. He died. He was a, a, a minor footnote in history as far as everybody is concerned. I want, I want, I want to know down a few specifics, roughly where he died. Uh, um, they they show you a, a big standing stone in the middle, not very far from where you were back in uh, 878, uh, roughly about a mile south of where you were standing. There's a bit of sort of uh, a, a small sort of indent in the in the marshes, which is solid land and. That would, there's a standing stone there at the moment where King Guthrum died. But nobody seems to know much about it other than uh, his war party was attacked. There was tales that um, he was attacked by Christian demons. But nobody really knows much of the story. Right, we actually... Right. Are you wanting to know more about Alfred or not? Uh, yeah, I am. I'll actually find, find out more about Alfred, yeah. And then I've got there's something else I want to do afterwards. Okay. Alfred is primarily remembered as the last Christian king of England, or as Alfred the Pretender. Um, the reason being that um, something happened. He got excommunicated by the Pope. Uh, and then when he... Which, you know, meant he lost the support of what, Chris, of what churches and, uh, were willing to support him. Uh, and a lot of the Christian soldiers. So as a result, um, he then went on to do a guerrilla war. And in 1881, Alfred was captured during a raid on a village in the Geraldum of uh, Derbay in the uh, defunct Saxon kingdom of Mercia. And he was executed uh, as soon as the Gerald learned his identity. Uh, the real story there, as far as they're concerned, was the fact that King Halfdan uh, killed the helpless Jarl for depriving him of the chance to personally dispose of Alfred. Um, but basically that was when what little Christianity was still left in the country uh, ended because the, uh, the Vikings successfully took over the whole of the country and they then travelled uh, with the Vikings to Paris and from there on. 
Right. I am now going to time jump again. Roll chrono stability. And oh, it's my friend. It's my friend six. Right, you're safe. And I'm going to jump to about a week after the battle. Which battle? Battle of Edlington. It didn't happen. There was oh, no Battle of Edlington. Well, correct. No, the supposed no, no Battle of Edlington. Fine. The what you see is that uh, you're having <coughs> to hide out very, very carefully, because the uh, the Viking army is uh, everywhere. Um, they seem to be accepting of the people. The people convert to uh, fall the god of Odin and of Thor, then they are spared. But if they don't, uh, they are killed and uh, sort of tortured there and then. But, you know, there's... They are still searching in the marshes to try and find the war band of uh, Alfred the Pretender. I'll come back to you in a second then. Right, what is... Uh, Danny and Kevin doing in the meantime back in 878. What do you think, Danny? Should we stake out the marshes? Well, um, was... Uh, Don't forget, uh, you still haven't been told where the, the actual attack right. took place. Right. D Daria, I assume, was going to go blink-blink and reappear in the same space at the same time when, when, after when I finish, she was done. When, when I'm finished there, uh, I will that it back in the next instance anyway that's that's what i assumed okay so, so I'm, I'm fine just listening to whatever happens and then picking it up from there yeah, that's fine I'll, is there it, anything it, else you want to do in that no, uh, time it's, period it's, it's, it sounds it sounds too risky i'm just gonna pop chrono stability and... check please yeah six <laughs> you're fine i'm just gonna say to asa oh look over here for a sec just so she has her back turned, just in mm. case Daria reappears in a different position or something, you know, facing a different direction, something strange like that. Well, don't forget she hears that something happening, and this purple ball suddenly sort of uh, appears, but it's far enough away that she's not quite... She thinks it's a will-o'-the-wisp gas marshes. Asa, you may, uh. you may notice uh, a few strange things about us. We were, um, in our time with the monks, we were, we were blessed, so... Ah. She's, she's willing to accept that. I mean, she's, uh, no, she's not really sort of thinking this too deeply at the moment. She's just happy to have somebody that's willing to look after her and not rape her. Yeah. Sorry, it's a bad period of time, folks. I know. Okay, so you're now all back. Uh, Daria has conveyed what he's just what she's just discovered. What is everybody else doing at this point in time? You now know the location of where King Guthrum was buried. Okay, let's so, head to that so, location. Asa, so how are you at hiding? The, the Vikings won, then? Well, who are you asking this of? Uh, uh, Valia. Um, it, the, the tab, uh, basically, the Vikings... One, yeah. Right. That's interesting, considering their king's dead. 
Well, he's only oh, one of the kings. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. Let's head to that spot. Right. So as you wander through the marshes itself, you come to uh, an area which is a, a perfect uh, place to to hold an ambush. Uh, the, there is a, a footpath that runs through from north to east. There are two hills, very low but covered in bushes, on either side. Uh, this would, if you were picking a, a spot to ambush, this would be it. Okay, Asa. Um, we may have to um, do some pretending to keep us all safe, so don't worry. I'll make sure you're protected, okay? That's fine. She's she's happy at the moment, as she doesn't seem to see the problem because there's nobody else around. I'm she gonna... might panic when somebody else turns up. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and try to disguise myself with my. Uh, skill here to be more um, Norse. Okay, you you explaining to uh, Asa what's happening or? Yeah, I told her we're going to have to, you know, kind of pretend to be uh, to be on their side in case they show up. That's fine. As I said, what, once you explain what happened, you go off and when you come back, she's a bit surprised at how successful you've been. <laughs> uh, and once she realizes how, you, how, how much you managed to do, she sort of claps her hand with glee. In the meantime, can you do this guy's role, please? Yes, two points. You're putting two points into it? Yes, I rolled a three. It's an absolute then, no problem. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong one. Where am I? Uh, disguise was four. I used two, so... Disguise. Two disguise is fine. What are the rest of you doing? Well, I will try and... Well, I will try and find, like, a bush area and I'll just sneak sneak into the bushes. Fine, as I said either side of this uh, sort of gulch or gully there is bushes so there's not a problem with finding somewhere to, to bury into and to, to keep your head down. Good. What is Kevin doing? Uh, I'm going to find somewhere to hide. I, actually as well I suggest that the, the child uh, is in, in with either me or Kevin. Is it Kevin? It's Kevin. Yeah. 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 Okay, so, basically, um, so basically, when we when we do, so basically, just keep her out of the way, so she's not going to get hurt. Should anything go down. Okay. So um, I'm trying to see whether the the idea of someone who gave her food is more important than uh, somebody else. Uh, she goes with the food provider. Which means mm-hmm. that she prefers to stay with uh, with Danny. <sighs> but if Danny pers- Danny could probably persuade her very easily to go with yourself to keep her safe, if that was what was suggested. How far are you going to go? Not far. It's just basically, basically, she 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 comes with me, but she stays hidden. If we she just stays hidden, should we have to do anything? And then at least she's out of the way. We've got nothing to worry about. I take her hands. Listen, sweetie, you go with this lady here. She'll keep you safe, all right? I may have to do some fighting. She understand? understands that, and she's she's quite happy to go off now with uh, Daria. Okay, so what are you now doing? You're all round the area where you know King Guthrum uh, is supposedly supposed to die. Um at any time in the next X number of days or sooner. All comfort you know da- is 
Hunker down and wait. Okay. Um, about eight hours after you settle down, you hear the sound of someone being chased. And what you see is uh, a bunch of priests <sighs> coming into the, uh, the area. They're very frightened. Uh, one of them is dragging a, 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 an injured horse. Uh, they don't look British. One of them definitely has a sort of Roman, Roman sort of look to them. Kevin, you're still um, dressed Anglo-Saxon, right? Correct? Yep. Yes. Okay, I, I, I stay hunkered down in the reeds or wherever I'm standing in the marsh, but I uh, sub-vocalize to Kevin. I say, point them to the king. <clears throat> the because I know they won't believe me looking like a Norseman, you know. Mm. Um, right. What you before that happens, you you hear a war cry, a Viking war cry, uh, uh, coming in. They're not very far behind. Maybe a, they're close distance, maybe a hundred yards behind the the, the, the monks. The monks yeah, are speaking in I'm Latin. Not, I'm not sticking my head out. <laughs> you can hear in uh, in uh, Danish somebody shouting out, they've gone that way, let's get them. Roll uh, notice for me, please, all three of you. Three or higher. One. Uh, Danny boy. I'm hunkered down too low. I can't see anything. I just uh, need to say. Uh, uh, oh, we've lost everyone again. Are we all right? Hello? And I roll a one. Right, sorry, we lost everyone for about three seconds there. I, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to hell. I've dropped again. Is everybody there? Hello? Hi. You back, James? Hi. Hello, Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, we're all back now. Oh, good, uh, good. Anyway, as I was saying, uh, I think that that you're you're supposed to be able to find get clues with the the investabilities, uh, and you you spend to get extra stuff that's not relevant to the plot per se, or is you know gives extra detail. Right. Um... Okay. Well, as I said, you've got the the uh, the monks down uh, in the uh, beneath you and sort of gather the the limping horse. Their Vikings would appear to be coming up very very close, and there is a sound that you recognise uh, that coming in from nearby. Hello. You're not quite sure where that's come from, but it is somewhere close by. Hmm. Tep, uh, check my tether for check the tether to see where the uh, temporal emissions are coming from. Uh, they're very close. They're within a matter of maybe twenty or thirty yards from you. Right. Have a quick scan around. Uh, as I said, can you roll notice for me? I'll spend a point making notice. Okay, that's fine then. 
then what you are seeing is that uh, there would appear to be uh, two John Titers at either side of the uh, the entrance in before beyond just beyond the priest but before the, the Vikings who seem to be they seem to have some sort of weapons in their hands. Right. They're not doing a very good job of hiding. But the Vikings won't see them until they, they actually uh, come in a lot closer. Right. Which, one, which one of hang on, which one of them looks older? The one on the right would appear to be older. He has the, the beard but no moustache. The other one is clean shaven. Right, well, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to start sneaking towards them. Okay. Um, can you roll, uh, it should be, a, I think, a, what, streetwise or an outdoor skill? Um, I would let you use streetwise here if you want to uh, roll four or higher. Mm, okay. Uh, one. <laughs> You're, one of them turns around and sees you. Uh, and the younger one sees you and then he sort of times out for a sec. He just vanishes. He's, he obviously starts activating his autocron. And you can see the, the, the shield building up. It's quite obvious. It's very bright. The priests have seen this as well. And he seems to be sort of stepping out. This is the one on the left? This is the one on the left, the younger one. One thing that is happening is all your tethers are recognising there is uh, a serious paradox here caused by the, not just the fact that you've got two people from different eras, same pe person from two different eras, but also the fact that they're both using the same autocron. <sighs> it's definitely creating... Uh, a disruption field that is causing you problems. Right. Um, he's just checked out. I'm going to check out um, and hit the follow button if I'm close enough. Yep. Um, that's fine. What's the rest of you doing? So the younger one uh, time traveled. Yep. And and Daria took off after. That would appear to be the case. Yes. And the older one is still here. The older one is definitely still there. Right. And what? And you said he's holding a weapon. He does appear to be holding some sort of weapon. Yes. Um, uh, if you've got, who's got military tactics? Forgive me. I do. Then you recognise it. This is a twenty-fourth uh, century uh, wide-scan stunner. Can cover up to fifty yards distance, uh, and can hit multiple targets. It's a sort of aim in the general direction and fire, but it is only a stunner. Stun shotgun. Stun shotgun. Right. Uh, 24th I'm century. I'm going to use uh, hacking. Well, I'm going to use tinkering, rather, because uh, I'm going to use tinkering to uh, jam, jam, jam his pistol. Jam his uh, stunner weapon. Okay, that's. Um, I think that would be a, a roll of eight, because it's uh, the weapon. Although it is technical, doesn't necessarily beam information out. So you're going to have to somehow do a sort of proximity terminal to access 
the inner workings of that weapon. I'll come back to you in a minute, James, with, with Daria, okay? Uh, Sorry, it's just that obviously I've now got two separate uh, sides going at the same time. Uh, I'm going to spend five. Okay, go for it. Uh, Eight. You've succeeded. You have successfully got control over his weapon. He doesn't know it, he's unaware of it, but you control his weapon. You can't control where it's aimed, but you control when it fires and what uh, level it fires at. Okay, cool. What is Danny doing at this point? Being that time is sensitive, I charge the older John with the intent of shooting him with my pacifist and then mem-tagging him. Right, you're going to need to get closer, obviously, before you do that. I'll come back to you in a minute. Uh, Daria, can you roll, please, for chronal stability? I'm not even going to bother rolling. I'll spend the stitch. All right. Roll. So your stitch is taken out. You find yourself back in Paris. Uh, slightly, you, your reading says uh, Paris 1921, but obviously this is the altered Paris. Uh, and you have... He seems to, because of his machine not working properly, he's, he seems to have come out near a street. He is dressed in modern clothes. He is holding a, a metal rod and he is staring at the people around him and saying, what the? That'll give chase. He's not, he's not running. He is in shock. Right. He is standing there saying, what the? looking around and trying to figure out what's gone wrong because he's, he's looking at the, uh, the autocron as if something's seriously gone wrong here. What he does have is another one of those broad beam uh, stun weapons, the stun shotgun. But he doesn't seem to be aiming at anybody. He is attracting a hell of a lot of attention though. Right. I will come back to you in a minute. Going back to 878. Uh, Danny... Uh, how far off are the, pers- the the others? The Vikings are now entering the the, uh, the gully. Right. Oh. Can I get to him before um, the Vikings reach me? Do you think? Do, do I think? I think you think I, you can. I can or can't? Sorry. You can. Can, okay. He's not looking at you. He's not paying a blind bit of attention to you. This is not a soldier. This is a, a, a young man who plays at war games. Right. Right. Um, uh, not very so successfully. So I have control over his, uh, his gun, right? That's correct. Total his control. Gun, his gun has uh, sort of a battery readout or something. It has? It's flashing. Uh, he doesn't pay a blind bit of attention to you. He hasn't got a clue what the heck's going on. Uh, He's one of those people that point and shoot. Raised in computer games. It never runs out of ammunition if you tilt it the right way. (laughs) (laughs) Michael, you're now behind him. He still hasn't noticed you. The Vikings have now entered the gully. And they are starting to raise their spears and are chasing the priests. 
this is going to be a bloodbath. The priests are totally unprepared for uh, the, the Viking invaders that are coming in. The king would appear to be uh, a very old gentleman, an old warrior, lots of wounds on his uh, head and arms, who is leading the war party and running straight at him. John is aiming his weapon, which isn't working at the moment. He's aiming his weapon at that, the leading Viking. Is the older king, does he resemble John at all? Not in the slightest. No similarity. This is a very short, uh, very muscular gentleman, uh, probably in his uh, 50s, who looks as if he's had a, an extremely hard life raiding all his life. There's no resemblance between him and John in the slightest. But he okay, does have well, a rather large uh, Viking axe in his hands. The marshes yep. are... Is this area so marshy and moist that a pit could be dug into it or no? Well, I mean, a pit could be dug, but would it instantly fill with water? Is that no. the kind of landscape? No, you're actually in, in dry land at the moment. Okay, then. What I would like to do, if I may... Actually, I'm not actually doing this now. You're doing a preparedness. I'm doing a preparedness. In the past, I came back and prepared or the ground. In the, yes, in, in the front, future, you in went the future, into the past. I went into the past and dug a pit where these Vikings have been have been walking so that they will hopefully fall into this pit, which will give the priests enough time to escape and us enough time to deal with John. Okay. I got a stitch I can throw into that. That's fine. And has three points automatically with each stitch. And am I to know what I need to roll first? Is it a straight up four? Is it more difficult? Um, I would say you've succeeded. It's, there's no need to roll in this one. Okay. Um, you basically sometime in the future you plan to go back and dig a pit and cover it up. Mm -hmm. The uh, the Viking king uh, gets to it uh, and successfully falls in, as do two of his. Uh, Vikings behind him. The other six who are immediately following him uh, sort, of titter at, sort of titter on the <laughs> edge. Uh, three of them yep, three of them fall into the, the pit. The other three sort of look at it in a gasp and sort of looking around trying to figure out what's happening and keep start attacking the priests. Most of the priests have escaped. The one that was uh, speaking Italian Italian, though, seems to be in shock. He's just standing there, and a Viking is rushing towards him. Okay, that was... What are that's you something doing? that I'm going to ha going to do in the future past. So what I'm actually doing is pacifist John, and mentag him. Right. Roll for me, please. Which am I rolling Four for? Four or higher. For shooting? Uh, you're close enough now to, you're in close proximity. You can basically touch, touch him with it. Okay. I just want to know if I want to, I want to add a couple points. So would that be all for shooting? Um, scuffling at that range. Scuffling. All right. I'll spend two if that's all right. That's fine. Uh, which is good because I rolled a two. <laughs> you successfully knock... Uh, future John out before he can fire the weapon which obviously can't be fired at the moment what is everybody else doing at this point can I what is uh, Kevin doing 
I just I, I need to be sure that uh, if I step in, uh, you know, to this thing with the Vikings and the the priests, is that is that going to affect uh, history? Is is it is this something that's that's going to happen or? Well, Guthrum at the moment is lying in a pit, very angry but very much alive. Right. Um, so that's one aspect. Um, but don't forget, this priest is from Rome. And the story you got from James was that the Pope excommunicated uh, Alfred on this timeline, which he didn't do in your timeline. Ah, uh, right. So the priests need to get... Uh, uh, it, would it be because the priest died? Uh... Uh, that I can't answer for you, can I? Uh... Sorry. I will move on to you in a second. Have a think about that one. Going on to uh, Daria, you are back in what had been uh, the alternative uh, Paris. Uh, the younger Guthrum has now had people sort of marching up to him and sort of grabbing and wondering what's going on, looking at this... Uh, two metallic devices that he has with them and they're sort of starting to march him back towards one of the temples. What are you doing? Right, I am going I am going to have to intervene unfortunately, otherwise it's going to cause a paradox. Um, so, first of all, I am going to I am going to shoot at the two people that are actually taking him away. Okay, so you're using the shooting skill because yep. you're not uh, close up with them. Okay. Um, what is your shooting skill? Three. Right, you can only shoot one per round. That'll do me. I'm not that fast. Okay. Um, what is your shooting skill? Uh, are you? It's uh, four or higher to successfully hit your first person. They're yeah, not paying just... attention. They're not dodging. No armor. Well, I missed on the first shot anyway. You missed on the first shot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the the crowd now turns on you, and they're starting to shout out, "Demon, warlock!" Right. I'm just. I'm. I'm just. I'm ignoring that. I will just give chase. Who are you chasing? I would just give chase to the guys that are taking their, um, uh, John away. Okay, there's a crowd there, as I said, round them that are dragging him away. Uh, the weapon has dropped to the ground, and a little kid sort of picks it up, uh, aims it, sort of, you know, as if sort of passing to see what happens, and accident, accidentally shoots everybody in the crowd. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So there's only him standing there with everybody lying down and he sort of throws a weapon to the ground in disgust and sheer shake and, and afraid as he, he rushes off to Mama! Mama! <laughs> Mama! Mama! Right, I'll make, it, I'll make a beeline for the weapon and pick it up. Okay. John is lying unconscious along with everybody else in the street. There are more people gathering around you but they're, they're not getting close. They are terrified. This, right, this gun that he's got, it's just a stun weapon, isn't it? It is. <sighs> no serious harm has happened to any uh, person at this point in time. 
Right. How many people are around me? Because I've I'm really attracted attention, aren't I? You've attracted a lot of attention. <laughs> right. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get the I'm, I'm have to get the weapons and try and stun as much as the crowd as possible, and then get John out of there. Okay. I will come back to you in a minute. Then you have a roll for me on your stun weapon, four or higher. Danny, what are you doing? I think we need to protect these priests, so um, I would like to do another. I guess it's not. I don't know if it's. Yeah, I guess it's preparedness. Um, in the future, and to prevent paradox with myself, I would like to send back future Dariah to come back to this spot to assist in protecting the priests. Right. You've got to remember that when you are doing an action on somebody else or preparing this, you have to spend have twice to have... as many points for them to get one point from that. So that's my understanding of the rules. You'd have to spend two points to get one point of benefit for somebody else in the game. Uh, I think that's, that, that's, that's the way it is with uh, medical stuff. I'm not sure about the preparedness. I, have to admit, I haven't read about it on preparedness and the, the rules, but that seems to be how I read the, the rules themselves. I'm happy to be shot down in that if anybody's yeah. got a... Well, since this is the first time we're doing this kind of thing, does that make sense to you? I'm, I'm thinking if I was to call my future self back, sure, that would be cool, like in that one picture that Kevin Culp had posted. That, that would be pretty neat. But I was just thinking as far as paradox goes, since Dariah is not here right now, perhaps it would be less of a paradox, you know, if, she, if, if I asked... You know, if I later on said, oh, by the way, can we need you to, to go back and do this to help us out. You know, perhaps that would be better. Or do you think, for simplicity's sake, I should just have my future self come back? Um, can I make a suggestion? Sure. You happen to have a stun shotgun lying at your feet. I would like to spend a point of notice to <laughs> compensate for GM kindness. How, does that sound fair? Sounds very fair. Notice three minus two Just equals one. Just thinking of less complexity here. Um, I'll come back to you in a second. What are you doing at this point, Kevin? Uh, I'm going to try stunning the Vikings. Kevin, you're, how far are you, Kevin, from uh, from John? Maybe you, uh, maybe you could grab the, the, the gun. Are you uh, close enough? Actually, I have control of the gun. Where's well, it being? Yeah. Where's it? Where's it uh, pointed? Well, it was pointed at, at the Vikings. Well, but obviously this pit has suddenly appeared, and the king has fallen in there with his uh, major guards. So the rest of the Viking war party behind them are just standing there, wondering what the heck's going on here. Right, so, God. most of Where the priests they? have escaped, except for the Latin priest, who seems to be sort of cowering and praying to himself at the end of the of the uh, the gully. The stun shotgun is cinematically pointing right at the Norse Vikings. It is. Okay. Uh, I'm going to send a uh, fire signal. That's fine. There's no problem with that at all. Basically, all the Vikings that are above the, the ground uh, collapse. Can I give Rob a stitch for his pew-pew noise? I think that is uh, very suggested as a, a very good case. So, Kevin, that takes you back up to three stitches. Cool. So what are you doing, Michael, With uh, uh, now that you're right beside John? I'm going to slap a mem tag on John's head. 
get him he out is of unconscious, this. isn't he? Yes, get him out of this time and back safely so we can sort things out. He's, 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 I just wanted the axe! <laughs> and slumps. Is he referring to a guitar? <laughs> right, I'll come back to you in a second. Going back to James, where are you up to with Daria? Uh, I've just thought to uh, shoot the what's it so I can stun the crowd so they don't do anything to Jazz so he can actually go around full circles, so to speak. Uh, so I've just thrown to it and I've hit. That's fine. So you've successfully managed to stun the immediate crowd. Yep. Obviously, this is creating a bit of a uh, discussion and debate among the local people who are rushing in from the outside, but they're not getting anywhere near you. You are quite close to the younger John T. What are you doing? He's right, lying I'm... in the middle of the crowd, stunned. Right, I'm... right I am going to grab him, mm -hmm. and then I'm going to check out. And I'm going to... Ch I'm actually going to check out back to the Time Watch Citadel. Right, so you're going back to the Time Watch Citadel with them. Yes. Okay, can you roll Chrono Stability, please? Uh, I'll go... Yes, six. No problem. You are successfully now back at the base with the younger, unconscious John. Coming back to the other two. Right, so... Coming back again, Kevin, what are you doing about the priest and the Vikings? Uh, the Vikings are down, right? They are. Except uh, for the ones in the pit who are still conscious, but trapped rather deep in the underground. They will eventually get themselves out. It's just a matter of time. Uh, and you have a priest standing there in Latin saying, Thank be unto God for his mercies. Oh, I am saved. I am saved. Hosanna on high. You will notice um, when you get back to Time Watch, by the way, uh, Daria, that although some aspects of the timeline have corrected, not all have yet. Very nice. I like the axe. That was Guthrum's axe. That definitely was. Okay. I'll come back to you in a second on that one, uh, Daria. Right. What is uh, Danny doing? So, he's mem-tagged and poofed off, yes? Yep. He's vanished. You have got rid of... Both of the uh, John Titers are now back at Time Watch. What are they going to do about these guys? Priest. Priests are all away now, or you said he was thanking still God? still one. There is the... the the one that speaks uh, solid Latin is still sort of kneeling and, and praying to his God and thanking him for his rescue. He's, he's a bit thick. Okay, I grab him and say, you need to take Asa back to, your, back to the king. And I point at the direction of where the king was encamped. Okay. What are you doing at this point, uh, Kevin? Uh... I'm just, uh, I'm... We can't pull people yeah, I... out of time other than the Johns. Yeah. But I can't sit here and watch them be slaughtered either. 
and I don't want Asa to come to harm. Maybe the priest can take her back. Yeah. Uh, thing is... Go for well, it. Uh, you know there's something wrong here, yes? Yeah, I know something is wrong here. I'm just trying to figure out what it is. Okay, time crafts. Yeah. Uh, you both would suddenly realize there's one major difference in this timeline. Yes, you've stopped Guthrum from being, di- being killed at this point mm-hmm. in time, but there was another aspect that was part of the time change, which was that uh, King Alfred was excommunicated. That didn't Indeed. happen in your timeline. And these priests... He's speaking Latin. He is looking like he has travelled from uh, the, the Vatican. Does he have a satchel on? He has. Let's see it. So you're going over to him, are you? Yeah. What language are you speaking? Latin. Uh, he, he, he thanks you. Are you, the, are you the people who are responsible for my salvation? Oh, thank yes, you so much. Uh, the The... We are the king's scouts. You must take me to the king. I have a message from the Pope. John VIII has sent word that he must read. So vocalized to Kevin. What's going on here? Don't don't we need to get him and Naso back to the king? What's I think this uh, that uh, this uh, priest is here to excommunicate the king. I'm still holding on to him, by the way. That's fine. I'll come back to both of you in a second. Daria, what she's doing when she's back at uh, Time Watch? Well, knowing that um, the future version of John has just probably well, it's probably popped up, I am going to actually take back out and join the other two. That's fine. Uh, Paula turns around to you and says, this is going to take some major working to figure out what's gone, going on between these two. They seem to be integrated into the timeline somehow. Yes, well, I thought, I thought, Paul, I, I, I actually thought the thing is the younger, the younger version of John actually bolted, and I thought it was best to follow him and just pull him out of the current timeline so it can That's be. That's fine. We can reprogram his memories to to fit what's appropriate. It says, if nothing else, Doctor Breen will be very happy. Mm. As I said, I, uh. I, only, I only pulled him out just because it could have done irreparable, irreparable, irreparable harm to the timeline, and just bringing him back here would have been the sa- it was the safest option. Okay, no problem. Can you roll chronal stability, please, for me nope. to jump back into the? And I roll a two. <laughs> <laughs> two points of damage, I'm afraid, to your chronal stability. Where are you at now? I make you down at three at the moment. Yep. So we're in agreement on that. Okay. Uh, where are you reappearing? I, the... I, will, I will reappear when I actually checked out. You... Which, which, which will be the logical place. Okay. You reappear. Uh, Asa is looking at you rather aghast as you step out of the uh, from your autocron as it powers back down. Uh, and she's, she's, she's sort of, you know, you are truly mage workers indeed. Have you, have you seen Danny and Kevin? She points down. Uh, you can see Danny is currently standing over near the uh, the pile of unconscious Vikings. Yeah. And the shouts of uh, 
suggestions of what you can do with your anatomy uh, coming up from the pit. <laughs> right, I think that's a joke. And he's walking over towards Kevin, who is currently talking to the priest. Uh, very nice picture of the priest. Yes, thank you, Michael. Uh, I, I, I think that what was going to happen here was uh, the 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 Johns were going to knock out the the king and to just to steal his axe. There something goes wrong, and they end up having to kill him. Uh, if if they hadn't interfered, these priests. Uh, would have died at the hands of the Vikings and they would never have delivered the message excommunicating uh, the king. But in your timeline, the, the king was never excommunicated. Be possibly because uh, of the outcome of the battle afterwards. Ah, so the Johns stunned the Vikings and stole the axe, allowing the priest to be free to excommunicate that's so we, what your tether would be assuming, yes. So we need to let. Well, there's not. This priest is not really known in history. What is possibly more damaging is what is in his satchel. Mm -hmm. hmm. Perhaps uh, you can think of a way to resolve this. I could hoist the priest overhead and toss him into the pit. Yeah. That would definitely result in his death. That could Which be what happened. Could be. There's nothing to say it didn't happen. The priest never officially turned up in your timeline. Something happened to him between Rome and getting to the king. Dilemma, dilemma, folks. Uh, Zach. <laughs> he drops down. Name tag. Uh, do not return. <laughs> Let the superiors <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> you Name will... tag. Do not return. Have you have you taken the satchel or have you left I'm, it with I'm him? Take, before I'm the taking future? the satchel. Okay. Um, you're getting a report. That something seems to be stabilizing. Um, inside the, the the satchel, there is a parchment which is addressed to uh, King of the English. Alfredo, King of the English, one of great trust, told me here to seek. And it then goes on and explains that uh, because of his sin in expecting the church to give up its land and its money to uh, pay the warriors who would fight on his behalf, that uh, the Pope uh, admonishes him greatly and threatens him with excommunication and states that, uh, in his mind, the answer should be that the clergy must not wear the Saxon form of dress, but must wear the Roman form at all times, and God will look kindly upon them and allow them to survive this savage incursion. In other words, it's a warning letter. Don't ask the church for money or your root. Oh, you could see how a king who's currently extremely depressed would have uh, taken that badly and how the church would have then used it as an excuse not to have supported uh, paying for any soldiers to fight against the Vikings. Yeah. Yeah. So this uh, this has to disappear. 
I think it's a strong possibility. In your timeline, it never arrived. No one knows exactly what happened to the letter. Yep. Uh, say, uh, say, Danny, you smoke, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, it's a habit I haven't broken. You got a letter? I think it's a safe assumption you would have. Sure. Uh, can you get it here for a minute? Flick. Chit. Uh, it's lamb's wool is this parchment. It goes up eventually, but it takes a while. But yes, it, it eventually it is unreadable. And uh, uh, very quickly, it just sort of uh, combusts, making a very nice fire. The Vikings are now starting to sort of, in the pit, they're starting to be very vocal. Um, you might want to consider getting away before they pull themselves out. All right. Sorry to have delayed you, fellas. You have uh, fun now. Bye. <laughs> okay, what are you doing now? Uh, Do you have to so start heading back to the camp, I guess, with Asa? Yeah. yeah. That's fine. Um you manage to get away without the Vikings following you. Uh, you get successfully back to the camp. The king is more upbeat this moment. He's, he's saying, I am now aware if, if we just, if the church is willing to give up some of its land to, to the warriors, then they will, the warriors will fight on our behalf. They will, they will join together with us. We will plan a great battle. We will, we will, we will succeed. We will win. We can win. And the, the, all the, the, the other warriors are sort of getting quite enthusiastic at this sort of the fact that their king is once again out of his depression. That's great, but I got mud in my boots. <laughs> you got muds elsewhere as well. Um, so what are you doing at this point? The other priests don't seem to have found the camp. They have just wandered off somewhere. Uh, mm. So nobody knows that uh, the emissary from the Pope was anywhere near the king. Can we communicate with Time Watch Central, or we just get uh, messages? Uh, they can send you a message. The message would appear to be timeline corrected. Yay. Okay, so the timeline's corrected. Now, I still have some unanswered uh, questions here about John, but maybe we can go back to... Uh... We can go back to Time Watch HQ and we can get the information. Since we've got... Two versions of him. Two versions of him and his parents, possibly. His parents are still there, yes. This should be interesting. <laughs> Can you roll for chronal stability, please, folks? Uh, I'm just going to spin a stitch. Cause I have yeah, to. I'm going to spin the final stitch and then I'll... Me too. No problem. You successfully get back to Time Watch. You walk in. You'll notice that uh, the two Johns are lying on uh, Medcout. Uh, couches side by side uh, the parents haven't been allowed near them at the moment and Dr. Breen and uh, Paula are both sort of sitting over a number of consoles arguing uh, out as to which of the events that have happened uh, have to happen and which ones shouldn't have happened they're saying well we've, what was he doing in Berlin in 16th of January 1945 well that's him stealing the pictures Oh, right. So we have to allow that. Um, 
Possibly. And Hiroshima? Uh, no. Um, but we definitely have to allow New York. Seems to. And the two of them are just arguing away over dates and times. You know, it's, it's not that to be management. <laughs> this is giving me a headache. <laughs> so what are you doing? Your timeline has been restored. Um, as you, as the Paula gets here, says, I send you to do one mission. What have you done about Raul Morales? He's still lying, bleeding to death outside bloody Paris. Move! Oh. Let's go. Reward for doing a good job. You get another job. I love it. Or in this case, the same job. Uh, I have a report to file. It only takes one of you to rescue him. Well, I know. Before he dies. Uh, Yes. But don't interfere with the time jump this time. We don't know what's happening. We'll, we'll, We'll send somebody else back to try and sort that out later. All right. Can Hiroshima? I get a smoke now? Why Hiroshima? They're back arguing again. Awesome. Uh, I'm filing a report about anomalous activity that occurred during the mission. Right. Anything in particular? Uh, yes. The whole thing? Uh, no. Uh, well, yes, the whole thing, but I'm including my uh, sighting of uh, that strange figure. Ooh. Nice one. As I said, it didn't affect the others two the same way as it did you. There was something yeah, that... familiar. I think out of the game, we're, we're all going to have unique experiences. Something says to me. <laughs> Possible. Right, so you have one last thing to do. The, t- the, the pair of you, Daria and Michael, which is figure out how to go back and allow uh, Raul to be attacked by street thugs and yet rescue him and keep him alive if possible. Well, do we, do, do we have an exact time, a, t- a rough idea when it's going to go down? Yes, you have the exact time and place on the Champs-Élysées in the restored Paris. Go there early, disguise as street thugs ourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after Daria warps out, we grab him. Right, so what actually you see is, when you go back early, is you see John steal uh, Raoul's uh, autocron. Autocron. He then goes into uh, a a street alley where he starts to hack it and change it. Raoul is completely unaware of it, walks around the corner uh, into what he thinks are street thugs, except in this case it's you two. What John sees is Raoul collapse to the ground, apparently uh, attacked and bleeding. And he jumps out. Uh, uh, little, little, little split lip and is better than dying, right? Oh, yes. Considering in the, in the original timeline, he was, uh, had his throat slit. Well. And they already thought he was dead at the time. So this is a... Uh, the fact that you're doing this also keeps the original thugs well away. They're not going to interfere. Mm-hmm. So you drag them into, uh, into the alley after John's vanished and time uh, travel them back to Time Watch, leaving John and the earlier John to try and figure out exactly what they can and can't get away with. 
I slap him on the back. Trust me, this was better. <laughs> yeah, but did you have to hit so hard? Got to make it look real. Right, you all end up back at Time Watch. Okay, how would that sound to everybody? Any unresolved items you want to look at? <sighs> the two Johns, the younger one is the 23-year-old, correct? The younger one is the 18-year-old. The oh, older the one is the 23-year-old. The older one is the 23-year-old. All right, so they're going to keep the 23... The 23-year-old is going to go home with his parents, I assume. Because uh, he's, he's effectively the, no. the one that went missing, no? That's correct. Yeah, yes, but they've got... They've, They've got they've got to let go of the eighteen year right eighteen year old version of John. What Otherwise, they'll do is reprogram him to believe that he's gone back, that nothing has happened between the time that he uh, met his himself in Paris, nineteen twenty one, and the time that he then is met up with. They'll take out all his memories of travelling through time. They'll just all he'll remember is meeting him his later self to give himself instructions about what to do uh, as part of his plan to steal from time. So we have allowed time travel theft. If you look up Wikipedia, look up John Titor. Right, I got it. You might find some interesting information. I'm just saying, we, we Time Watch agents are allowing some time travel theft because that fits in with our timeline. Well, if John doesn't successfully manage to steal the money or con the money, then he won't be have the money to be able to do the terraforming Kickstarter. Right. Oh. I'm, I'm think three-dimensionally. I'm, I'm reading the John Titor now. There's some information below it, which is currently in white text. If you highlight it, you can see it. I will change it in a few minutes. So if you go below the line and highlight it, you can see some additional information about alternative timelines about John Titor. In 1998, a self-proclaimed time traveler, John Titor, comes to public attention on the internet. That exists in your timeline. 2000 to 2001, John Titor posts plans for a time machine. Although non-functional, Dr. Leah Breen was subsequently inspired by the designs to build our own working model many years later. Right, so we have to let him go back so that, that time travel can be invented. Well, one of the aspects of time travel, Dr. Breen's variation on the machine has to be because she would not be inspired if she just was not aware that somebody was posting plans for a time machine, a non-functional ah. version, in 2000 on your timeline. He seems to be mixed up rather uh, massively with your timeline. <laughs> Makes you wonder how many others... Comments, feelings, folks? <laughs> so, well, I was kind of expecting that, with the way you were talking. I'm surprised none of you actually looked up John Titor in Wikipedia just to check, because there's a whole section on Wikipedia about time travellers and about John Titor as a time traveller 
in the period between 1998 and 2001, and his claims uh, to do with a number of other issues, um, including the Y2K and uh, a civil war uh, in America. He, he claimed as a 13-year-old he fought with the fighting Diamondbacks. <laughs> you found it, yes. So, well, he, he has been busy. <laughs> he has been busy, or he will be busy. It depends on whether this has happened yet or is yet to happen. So this is one of the headaches that currently faces Paula and Dr. Breen. They've got to try and sort out what has to exist, what shouldn't have to exist, and whether anything else... Is this his one trip, or is he going to do other trips? Who knows? Well, that's what the, that's what the, uh, the big bosses do for their money, you know. We're right. just, yeah, they get paid just, to deal with the... We're just the grunts. Yeah, that's it. Their management, we're just the labourers. But you've put the timeline back in place. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. So what are your feelings on the adventure, folks? Actually, I, I enjoyed it. Don't sound so surprised, James. I enjoyed it. I, really, <laughs> I actually enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it. Bit, bit of a mind bend, bit of a mind bender though when um, when, you, we, when you're messing with time, you, you can. I think it's definitely helpful. I think it's definitely helpful to have Wikipedia available. It's, this is why I meant about having yourselves playing the tethers of each other, because it's when you're reading up the information for yourself, and you want to compart pass that on to other members of the team. It saves me having to try and keep the adventure going and then without having to break off every five seconds to read up a bit of history for you. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I found was quite interesting was that when I actually wrote this adventure up, um, I actually came up with six different ways you could have gone. Good. Um, because did, did, did we go any of them? Um, well, you came close um, because you could have gone straight back uh, to... Uh, 1923 and then they would jump straight into that part of the alternative timeline or you could have jumped before he jumped in which case you'd have been in the original timeline um, you could have gone back to 1921 you could have uh, followed them then through time and space so you would have seen the change um, and I had a sort of a, a chase sequence if that happens. Um, so there was one of the things I said that with this one is you do have to be able to sort of think on your feet and not necessarily be attached to any particular route or you know plan as to how it's going to happen. Particularly if you are jumping in various places in time and space. Yeah. But I think you did very well, as I said. Um, the only thing that missed out on was um, him jumping from 20, Paris in 1923 to uh, a pleasure palace round uh, Europa in 2370. And that was planned for yourself, uh, Rob, because uh, the idea was he was going to hack the computer um, so that you basically had uh, a self-destruct sequence going on there. Well, he then stole the stunners. Um there's a New York in 1935 when he was setting up 
uh, and using his counterfeit notes, going to Berlin in uh, 2014 to work out where he was going to steal the uh, art gallery from, uh, Hiroshima to throw anybody off if they were chasing him on the 6th of August 1945, arriving at 8.09, the bomb was dropped at 8.15, back to Berlin on the 16th of January 1945 to spiel a number of artworks, back to, Par to New York in 1950 so that um, it could be put there. And of course the room would have been sealed back in 35. So the artworks in there couldn't have been stolen by the Nazis. So they had to have been sold. So that you don't have this argument over, oh, well, this is war crime. Um, well, as, as I said, I thought, I thought with, with, with the forgery and the counterfeit notes, I, 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 had a, I, I, had a pretty, I had a pretty good idea that now the, the notes probably wouldn't have passed muster, but in that time period, they probably would have. They would have done. They were very well uh, designed by modern tech, by current day technology. They were unidentifiable by current day technology. Um, but in future technology, yes, they were able to be caught. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that, 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 that was that was my that was my theory, and that that's one of the lines I was going to pursue. Mm. I'll be right back. No problem. So anyway, as I said, that's the one thing I have discovered. As I said, if you are doing uh, an adventure like this, you have to be um, willing to let the players jump wherever they want to go. Um, and sort of think on your feet a little bit, but I enjoyed it as a as a GM. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you, you seem a lot, you seem you seem a lot more confident to know today as well. Well, I had a chance to to properly read the uh, the rules since last time. Um, I mean, they're, as you said, they're not complicated, but there are a number sort of unique little twists that can be uh, a little bit awkward sometimes if you're if you're Don't... not one hundred percent comfortable with them. Yeah, I mean, I've I've read through them. The medic rule, the criminal stability rulings, they they they're a bit, they can they they get a little bit awkward. Uh, is it criminal? No, no, it's not. It's uh, criminal stability isn't a problem, but medical can be, and some of the sort of uh, stun rules and things like this can be a little bit awkward. Yeah, reality anchor. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you yourself didn't cause any paradoxes. You resolved all the paradoxes, hmm. which was nice to see. Um, any comments from yourself, Michael? I was going to wait till Rob comes back. I figured... Yep, not a problem. You know, we can help each other with comments and such. I have a lot to say. I just figured to wait for Rob, you know? Yeah. Not a problem. Tons of bad things. No, I'm joking. <laughs> be nice. Be nice. <laughs> um, it does raise a question if you want to carry this on in future. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to... Well, let's discuss what I liked and didn't... Well, I, I don't like to say anything negative negative. I like to say, rather, I favored this more, I favored this less. You know, mm. I tend to say that with everything any game you know there's I, I don't know how many games there's there's only been in my entire life very few games that i went this is utter and absolute crap 
You know, I don't I don't mean RPGs. I mean board games or whatever. Yeah. Usually it's just mm, this isn't my kind of thing or I don't like this aspect of it. You know. You back, so, Rob? Yep. Oh. Right. Um, so go for it. My comments. Um, first of all, I had fun. Good. Hanging around with some hanging around with some friends, having fun. That's the important thing. That's always the important thing. I had fun. Um, I think of things in, as far as like sliders go. You know, like I'd I'd rather see the slider up more, the slider down more. Um, I don't know if it's because it's time watch, because it's this game, or if it's because it's a, a I don't know if it's there's a major difference between uh, United States games and UK games. I don't know if it's a difference. I'm used to more. Or should I say, I, I, I see it more tactical combat. Combat. An RPG is just a series of combats with very little narration between. I don't right. like that. I no, well, I must admit, that is not my style, as you've probably I, identified from this game. Yes, yes. I like story. That's my main thing. Um, it seemed to me like we had almost we had very little combat at all. I would like to see that slider a little higher because mm-hmm. I do like combat a lot i love miniatures war games and such but for an rpg i like a combination of it to me i would like i would like to have seen a little more and this isn't a negative just but i would like to seen a little more the slide of combat up a little more and the time spent on research a little down just a little tweak you know in that way a little bit less time doing research to find out information and a little more time kicking ass with that information if you know what i mean okay i can see where we come from there as far as the history goes, I'm way out of my element. Uh, in school, I hated history. As I've grown older, I've really become interested in it, and I want to read more and spend more time. But I don't know much about it, so th- I am way out of my element, which is good and bad. It's bad because sometimes I feel stupid and like I can't contribute very much. And on the other hand, it's a, a huge, vast backdrop that makes... Well, of course, it's real history, too. So, But it's a huge backdrop that, that the setting... Unlike, say, for instance, Forgotten Realms D&D, I know a lot about Waterdeep and, and different regions in that area, and and that's pretty comfortable. To have this backdrop being so vast really feels like a wonderful setting. Of course, it's real, but it's a great setting. It's much bigger than than I can see. It's way extends way past my vision, which is pretty neat. It feels very immersive to play a game that is set in the real world. Uh, that's something I've never experienced before. So I, I did enjoy that a lot. I, I, I feel a little bit out of my element with it, but I really enjoyed it. It was pretty cool. That's why I kept saying I'm deferring to you guys. I think that's great, too. If I can be more the muscle, then maybe I can get... When I'm a GM, I try to figure out what my players want and give it to them, basically. Yeah, so I I'm think, saying, as I said, one thing... Mm-hmm. I, when I talked before about playing each other's tethers, mm-hmm. uh, I do feel that that can actually help in that, because... Instead of each person sort of having to take time out to look up, while they're in the middle of an action, somebody else can be passing them the information that they need without slowing down the adventure. When you're doing your own tethers, you've got to spend time looking it up. But, and I think that can slow things down slightly. Yes. We, and detract from the, the actual combat side of it. But what are we actually looking up? Because you as the GM have the information. How can I look up information that you You'd know? You'd be amazed how much information came out of this adventure. Yep. I didn't know a thing about it until you lot jumped in and started asking me. Right, but like if you're, you're talking about he's going after the axe, so if, if let me see, I'm, I'm Rob's tether, so if Rob says it was, or James, I'm James tether, right? Wait a minute, I forgot already. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever, if they ask me and they say um 
uh, tether. What what about this axe? I have to go look that up now and find out information on this axe. Um, that does sound great in theory, but I'd be concerned. I'd feel kind of pressured and on the spot that I'm holding everyone up while I'm ineffectually searching and trying to find information on this. I don't know how good my historical no. research actual abilities are, and and I also also don't know if you as the GM. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know that there there would actually be any information in his particular acts anyway. So there right. wasn't. It was just an, the only reason behind it was the fact that John wanted an axe, a Viking axe, as a a decoration, and went to intending to stun the king. And obviously, in the process, the king accidentally got killed. Yeah. So it I guess was what I'm as saying, simple as that on that one. What I'm saying is, what can I research? How can I? properly research a question from another player as a tether if I don't know what the GM would intend their you know that information to be. Yeah. So that brings us really to James's point, which is that perhaps really the tether should just remain with the, 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 D, the GM then uh, to impart what is appropriate and what isn't. Oh uh, actually, actually there is actually one way the tether could actually work. It not not ne- not ne- not necessarily um, I'm just trying to think. The, the thing is, it's it's the the thing is, in one sense, I could play the tether in such a way that I could use it to convey information, like from like from like you know Wikipedia and stuff like that. But any characters, any characterization, anything like that, I'd keep key to the character. Yeah. Okay. Rob, you've been very quiet so far. What's your feelings? Uh, about the tether. No, about the adventure, or time uh, watch in general, whichever. I, I enjoyed the adventure. The, the only the only issue I had, you know, for uh, was you know I kept bringing it up in in game, is uh, you you were asking for roles in the investigative abilities, and one of the main things that I, I you know attracted me to Gumshoe in general is that that the the way investigative abilities work is you're, you you don't roll to find out stuff. My reading of the rules is that um, because you've got the, the uh, skill in it, the most basic questions you would know, but if you want in-depth questions, you want something more specific, uh, then that is when you would then do a roll. Now, perhaps well, I was... No, well, no, uh, <coughs> Sorry. You never roll investigative abilities, you, you roll general abilities, yeah. Uh, but uh, if, you're, if you're looking for extra detail, which isn't perhaps, uh, it's not perhaps going to help advance uh, the story, then you can spend to, to get some extra cool uh, detail or a, an extra uh, benefit from it. But Otherwise, uh, you're just assumed to be competent in that uh, investigative area and you can get the information that you need. Okay, I can see where you come from that. My problem with this is that basically um, there is a potential for Time Watch to become basically a, a, a linear... You, you decide what you're doing and then all the information is just given out there uh, as it comes and there is no... It becomes very much GM storyline. Um, so there should be a balance between there. I think there needs to be a balance there. Maybe maybe it's just my reading of it or well, here, let whatever. Me, let me let me reread it just so we can say. 
It says, if you have one or more points in any of these, that's the in investigative abilities. You're an expert at it. This matters because during the game, all you need to do is tell the GM that you're using an appropriate ability and you'll automatically get a clue if there is one. Yes, automatically, no role required. The fun here is what you do with the information, not how you get it. So let's say you're searching old birth records for clues. The GM may ask, do you have any points in research? If you say yes, she'll tell you everything you can find out. No role is ever required. Then it was saying that you can spend, the, spend those points to get in-game advantages. Um, more important clues from someone. I don't see any other research specific. But the, the question would be, what's the difference between knowing everything about the investigative um, and the extra? So that, that's the key. So yes. like, like I said, I'd like to spend a little bit less time investigating more time doing something with the investigation but i don't want it to go away just like you said i don't want to just say okay here's your information and then it just be a series of combats you know between information that you give us i also don't like the as a gm i don't like it when my players just kind of sit down and say okay entertain me you do all the work gm i think that the players should be should do their part too they should have to work uh and and take some of the load as well it's more fun that way as well so Somewhere between the two, I think, is, is a good balance. Uh, I mean, I, I, I do see where Michael... I, I do see where Michael's coming from uh, trying to find the action... Uh, trying to find the balance between role-playing and actual action. And I... It, 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 it's kind of... You've got... You've got it's, real, it's a real hard thing to balance mm -hmm. for anybody, you know what I mean? Um... So I mean when I when I when I when I play Star Wars on a Monday night, it's more geared towards action than actual role playing. And at the moment that's kind of putting me off. Mm. And sure. but like I also I also play Call of Cthulhu like every so well, it's about every fortnight at the moment. And that's not actually too bad because it's it's it, it's it's kind of an equal, more or less an equal balance, and it's just finding that right balance for the game. I mean, each game is going to be different, obviously, due to due to the setting. Yeah, and it's well, just... I mean, Rob, based on what Michael has said there, I probably again misunderstood the the rules a bit. Um, for me, it is difficult because you don't necessarily want to sort of throw the entire story. Um, straight at the players from straight away just because they've got the skills um, you want them to sort of get involved in it somehow and work out rather than just simply giving it out completely but that may be just my style so I, I fully appreciate where you're coming from there Rob yeah also, also can can I may also add um, the way of rolling and especially for like investigative roles and stuff like that well, what I'm trying to say is stuff regarding t to inve the investigative abilities. If you have to roll for a certain level, it can lead for the game just to stall because you're just not making the rolls. Yep, so so yeah. Rob, you've I'm, gone very quiet on your side. You were yeah. I'm just reading. I'm just reading the stuff at what? the uh, the the page forty six. Well, here's a thought. We're, to, to find out information, I don't think we should have to roll to research information, 
But like when I was working with a historian, perhaps I would need to roll to convince him, charm, intimidate, what have you, to get him to give the information, which is a different thing than just sitting and researching in a book. As I understand from the rules, and, and as Rob is trying to say there, really if you've got the skill in it, then you should be able to automatically charm uh, the custodian anyway, really. It's a, yeah. almost an automatic because you've got the skill in there, which I have to admit, I, with my particular background in, in role-play games, it, I'm not 100% comfortable with that, but that's just me perhaps. Um, but I could, I mean, that's how the rules are written, and Rob is perfectly right there that perhaps I should have been uh, less inclined to go for uh, roles to specify on um, what I saw as more in-depth information, but you probably saw as being more crucial information, more crucial clues. Um, so, I mean, that I think is just whether that is down to referee style or whether that's down to misreading of the rules, I think is open to interpretation. Yes, I mean, uh, I, I get where you're coming from as well, because uh, even in my own games, I, I tend to go for the dice more often than not. Out of but, habit, yeah. I yeah. do the same thing. Well, I, I didn't think we did that much dice rolling no, other than chrono stability every time. Um, yeah. Which I, I like dice rolling too, though. Everything's a balance, though. Mm. So I guess the thing would be, and, and don't take any of this personal, Jay. We're, we're all learning the system, so this is just all of yeah. us collaborating on what we like and how to make it so that everyone gets what they like out of it, you know? Yeah. The, th the thing is, Jay, what I will say, I mean, when we've dice roll, it's, when we've dice roll for stuff like chrono stability... Uh, that's shooting. a hard rule, though, stability. The the chrono stability roll that's a hard rule. That's right? yeah, yeah yeah yes yeah. I agree it's cruel but I think it, I think I think also in fairness Michael I I also think it's crucial because because not only that it keeps time to have, uh, time ab abuses to the timeline down to a complete mm -hmm. minimum because we are taking penalties from it which, sure. is, which is also a good thing in a sense because if if that if if it wasn't wasn't just cruel especially when it comes down to paradoxes we'd we'd just we we'd, you'd, you'd get we'd just be abusing the timeline to look chronic mm. Mm -hmm. i mean in fairness i think as a team one thing that has come out from both adventures that you've dealt with is that you're actually very good at avoiding creating extra paradoxes yourself and mm. i think you you know you need to recognize that has been a, a strength of the of the team uh, in both the adventures that you've gone through, I mean, I mean, not necessarily in the last one, but definitely, de definitely, 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 when I started ch chasing John Titor, the earlier version of John Titor, I was fully, I, I was, because because I because I was chilling, because I was chasing the, the the earlier version, I was I was really aware. Of what I was doing, and I knew I had to be very careful with what I did. Mm. Okay. Any other comments from anybody? Mm, I don't think so. So, what's okay. the consensus then, Jay? What do you What do you think is the consensus about um, about the amount of um, the slider for? Um, I mean, in my mind, it seems to be the the line that says. Where's the line? I forgot it. The line that says it's important, it's more important what you do with the information rather than, you know, the, the struggle in getting it. So where, I think where that's do you probably think that's... GM 
focus more than anything else um, in the sense of, to me, I was looking on this as an investigation rather than on combat. Um, sure. Also the fact that, in fairness, the pacifist is only able to be used in either close or mm -hmm. right up right. Uh, on top of somebody. Makes combat, um, you know, you're not going to sort of fist slug somebody when all you have to do is touch them on the shoulder and they drop unconscious. Mm -hmm. um, like, as I did. Which, as you mm -hmm. did. No, there's no sound. I Believe me, I, I, I went away and invented a wonderful sound for the pacifist, <laughs> only to then read in the rules that said, no, pacifists do not, are, have no sound. Oh. Give me a second. I know, no. I felt the same way. <laughs> Let me I see will, if I can find it for you. I will say, I will say this much, Jay. Time travel sound, I like a lot better. <laughs> Good. I thought you might appreciate the... Uh, the effort that went into finding something different for that, you. It, 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 I, that, that was good. Again, nice of, uh, I'll say nice use of sound effects. Again. Let me give you the, uh, the pacifist that wasn't. <laughs> as I said, as, as I said, nice use of sound effects yet again. Um, uh, again, not as many this time, but I thought there were more, there, there were better places and stuff like that. So you know, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's fine. So, but am I the only one that that would like the slider to be more combat and conflict yeah. and less research? Uh, am I the only a, one? Maybe or? a little, maybe a little bit more action. Mm -hmm. could, you know, to to feel like we're making progress. Mm, yeah. As I, a, I was expecting more of a chase between the previous version of John Titor, to be honest. Well, more it, of a chase depends on our choices, too. You know, where we yeah, go. Yeah. I yeah, mean, the, the problem was that um, jumping after John Titor, the younger, uh, in the middle of the, the combat put me in a difficult situation because obviously yeah, I, know. I didn't really... I mean, from any referee's point of view, splitting up a team is difficult. Yeah, I understand um, that. And you've... you've one thing I'm very aware of as a, a referee is I hate referees that then get focused on one story and excluding the rest of the players. Now, you may have noticed I had to do a deliberate attempt uh, as a referee to move and make sure that every single one of you is... You, I sh I, actually, you handled Jake, that fine. That, that Jake, you've got that, you've got that down pat. Yep. You, you've got it down. But, that, I mean, is, that is one thing I will say. You've got that down, so nobody's excluded. Good. Yep. But what I would have said is, if the combat with, with John... I'm working on the assumption that, as I said, John, is from the descriptions you got, is a bit of a geek. He's not really a combat person. And the idea of him jumping back to where he left and then discovering that uh, it was a completely different place would be a shock for him. And he wouldn't necessarily know what to do. The other... Um, John was ready for combat, but I never honestly thought about Rob coming up with the idea of hacking his gun. <laughs> that completely was off the wall. That completely uh, took out the idea of John's well, combat. Those are the moments then, that you remember when you look exactly, back on the adventure. And then the, the ability to then use the gun while still in somebody else's hand to stun all the Vikings. And I appreciate you having it coincidentally, cinematically pointing in the right direction. That of course. Was, that's cinematic. <laughs> All right, folks. So um, if you want to 
have a think about whether we want another game at some point and when. Maybe you can contact me by email uh, after the we've gone off. Uh, I appreciate all your time and effort you put into this. Um, if anybody wants to consider role doing the GM for the next adventure, uh, if you want to sort of have a chat among yourself to see what you think, or if you want me to continue, again, I'm happy to do so. Uh, I certainly won't. I certainly won't have time to get to that point. I'm I'm I trying to do uh, play testing for FFG for the Edge of the Empire system, ah, right. and I haven't even had time to do yeah. that. So. And uh, I'm play I'm play testing for Bubble Gumshoe right now, or I would. Um, well, I, I have no adventure plan for uh, the immediate future, but I'm sure I can come up with one uh, if you give me a couple of weeks or whatever. I'm good every other. Sunday. I, I, I only have my children every other weekend, so this weekend I don't have my children, so I'm free to get up nice and early. And well, mine uh, are grown up now, so uh, <laughs> I have the equivalent of them sleeping anyway till three o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, oh there you go. <laughs> okay, folks. Um, if there's any last comments you'd like to make, mm. uh, no. Nope. Thank you All for right. taking the time. No yeah. problem, gentlemen. I know so, how GMing is is time intensive. Right, I will. Uh, like, go offline now and thank you very much. Much appreciated. Okay, Thanks, guys. See you later. I, um, I won't be posting the soundtrack to this probably for a couple of weeks because I've, uh, work is interfering with uh, the amount of leisure time I have. But I will definitely have a go at it and see what I can sort out and make it available to you. Um, hopefully, as I said, in a couple of weeks' time. Alright. All right. Thanks for the game. Thank you, right, much appreciated. Dave. Take care. Bye now. All right, take Bye care. Bye.